Hello, and welcome to the Live Reality Game Podcast. My name is Stephen Stewart, and I'm here to talk about Surviving Bloomington, the eighth, the eighth episode, the Redemption episode. And spoiler, it does not go well for me. But a lot happened in Redemption this season, and there's no better way to talk about Redemption, everything that went down, except with my fellow Redemption players. So joining me is Dr. Jamie, Seth, Melanie, and Alex. How are you all doing? So good. Doing really well. So glad to be here with you, Stephen. Nice to see everybody. Yeah, it's nice to be here on the podcast and with all of my fellow lovely castmates. It's like a mini reunion. It, it, it is a mini reunion and Drew uh, may have lost his voice. And so he will be joining in through the comments. And I see there might be some other members of the, uh, the, the cast cheering us on from the comments section as well. So, hey, Matt. Um, and Danny as well. It is. It is. It is a mini reunion. Let, let's just. Let, we are having the first reunion for our season. Well, and it's fun because also the people who were not at Redemption who played with us, like they don't know our secrets. You know what was going on there. <laughs> this is their chance. They're like, please give us the the tea. <laughs> and so, a lot went down at Redemption, and I think the person who needs to kick us off and talk about Redemption is. The third person to join Redemption, uh, Nina, Nina can't join us, and Briley may pop in. Alex, Alex, how are you doing? And lead us off with what Redemption was like. I'm doing well. Um, Redemption was really the epitome of relaxation for me. Um, I took a couple of naps in between the challenges, um, and it was just very nice being like one with nature, very zen, um, until we saw. Devonte, and then we knew that it was getting ready to things were start ready to happen. So it was a lot of fun. So when you had arrived at Redemption, Riley and Nina were there. To my understanding, Riley got a fire start immediately. Yes. Um, so part of the one of the um, rewards that you could earn was being the first to start fire. Um, my understanding initially was that anybody that started fire could get a key as a reward. But then since Riley was the first one, she was the only one that got the key. So kudos to Riley. She did a great job. She was the one that started fire for the order tribe first. So that was on course for her. Um, and then they, Riley and Nina attempted to make rice um, <laughs> And that could have gone a lot better, <laughs> um, but that was that was a lot of fun to be a part of also. And I don't know, just kind of chit-chatting and sharing our collective frustration on not finding any additional keys. Um, it was all it was all very frustrating, but also very relaxing too. <laughs> oh, I, I can't remember exactly. Did we know there were keys out there, or were there just like vague hints that? Devante said when we got there, he like looked at the force. He's like. There may be something out here. Yeah. And he also hinted at that there might be a plethora of keys. So, <laughs> Ron Howard voice. There were not. Died. Yeah. It set the stage for people because people didn't see what where we were at Redemption. Like, what, what was Redemption? Where were we physically? What did it oh, look like? Great point. Middle of the woods. Like, I felt like I was. Have you seen that horror movie? Um, last left turn or something like that where you just keep on winding back through and through and through 
and then you're just plopped in the middle of the woods. Um, and I'm from Martinsville, so I know like woodland territory. And I felt, I was like, this is my end. Somebody's going to come out of the woods and it's going to be my last day here on earth. Because <laughs> what's interesting about our seasons, like our, the order tribe and the chaos tribe, they're in the woods, but you're like on the edge and yeah. the trees weren't that massive, but like where we were for redemption, you were like a good, like. 100 200 meters down down a path with massive trees it was yeah much more in the woods than the actual game felt with like engagements on both sides too and it felt like you were driving for a good five minutes off of the road and then i feel like it started off as a gravel road like a gravel driveway kind of and then turned into a just a dirt path really so i had no idea where i was and so when you arrived at Redemption, um, did anything else happen that evening or night or you arrived and that, that was kind of it? That was kind of it. Um, I did give it my fair go of looking for keys because I, in my mind, Nina and Riley had already found them. And I was like, they're just going to be in plain sight, easy to find. And there's, there's no more keys for Alex. So I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to call it a night. And obviously you can't really stay up past when everybody else goes to bed because that's big red flag. So I was trying to play it cool. And then in the morning is when we kind of collectively said, okay, we're all going to just be honest and go looking for keys. And we're going to tell each other if we find them. And honesty is the best policy while we're here. So... <laughs> That did not go as planned, but it's fine. Just part of the game. What was the speculation like going? Like, did, was there a lot of speculation of what was happening back at Order Chaos? Was there a swap? Um, I kind of, I did a little creeping before I vacated the main game, and saw that there was a merge at that point or a tribe swap. So I told Nina and Riley everything that I saw in who was with who and what I thought was happening next. Um, and then, yeah, the following day, we were just bouncing ideas off of each other, going nuts, trying to assume what was happening and who was going to be the next voted off and what time we were going to have our next challenge, just everything, because we didn't have anything to really think about aside from what you guys were doing. And so I know you all did a puzzle challenge that was once the next set of redemption players arrived right um yeah so nina riley and i did a challenge um i would say that was probably like around 10 ish 10 or 11 Devonte was also probably like an hour and a half off with his time at any given point so we were just high anxiety until we saw Devonte again um but yeah so we did a challenge and then that prize was one key and then there was another i think that there was another set of challenges um but i think we did three challenges total maybe three or four what was that first challenge um the first challenge was there was he had the three of us lined up and it was kind of like a race so you had to go into a kiddie pool probably i don't know 50 feet away or something it was 
I wasn't working out at that point and I was winded um, by the time it was all said and done, but you had to get these. Um, I think that they were just like little balls that you put in like a ball pit mm-hmm. and that had different letters on them. And you had to find each letter and then spell the word out. And so I won that one. So I, I was through the roof. I was like, I'm going to come back. This is going to be my game. And, um, and then I got humbled really quick with the second puzzle. <laughs> so, and so you are at that point, you have two keys, right? Yes. And yeah. so I think at this point, the first round of travel councils happened. I'm sure that you predict a lot, but you could not predict everyone going to travel council. And the next group of contestants joining you would be Marshawn, Melanie, and Jamie. Yeah, it was shocked to see three. <laughs> um, Melanie, would you like to go? Yeah, so um, I remember like Marshawn was out first, and then I was waiting with Marshawn, and then we were waiting for whoever was going to be joining us. And then we all went over in the car together. Um, and I think they separately gave us keys. But later became like, we got keys for like, based on how long we had stayed in the game or whatever. So they secretly gave them to us. And then at a certain point on redemption, we figured out that like some people got more than others. So it was like, Oh, okay. Um, but basically what I remember as soon as I got to redemption, I was like excited to, you know, be talk, talk, talking with the other players and also to share like what information I had about what was going on in the game and who, and especially like who knew each other. Like I, um, like that kind of stuff. I was like, there's, if only one of us is going back in, we should just like all share all the information that we have so that like whoever comes back in has the best shot. Um, so that's kind of my, and, and then also I was like, all right, I guess we're, we're camping. And part of it was like, I wonder how long we're staying here. And we ultimately stayed quite a bit of time. <laughs> Billy, did you have your own tent that night or were you crashing with Marshawn? Well, I, I stayed with Marshawn okay. in Marshawn's tent. Gotcha. But like Marshawn, one of the things I love surprised Marshawn, he was the probably the most equipped survivalist out there. Like he knew what he was doing and it was pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, and also Marshawn was like doing his own thing also, which I appreciated. Like I think he would like go off and be like, Okay, I'm gonna take a break, I'll see you see you around, or like, okay, I'm gonna like go lie in the tent. Um, I respect that. And he was a joy, he was very fun. Jamie, talk talk a bit about like your arrival at Redemption. What was that like for you? Uh, um, I just remember being just like a whirlwind of emotions, you know, because like on the one hand, I can't say I was particularly shocked to have been voted out. Like I was hoping that that would not happen. I can't say I was particularly shocked, but it was still just this like uh, rush of just like sadness and um some frustration, but also just excitement to see and be around people. Um, I remember um, being surprised, um, especially that Melanie was out the same round as me, just for whatever reason, I did not expect that whatsoever. So when I turned the corner after I was the third person voted out and I saw her, I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. But also, um, I hate to say this, but in a little way, like relieving, because even though we hadn't connected much during the games, we were in different tribes, I'm like, okay, Melanie's going to be someone who's going to help make being in the middle of the woods like a more, I think, calming experience for me. And that did become the case, I think, pretty immediately. 
So the three of you then have a puzzle challenge, and this is kind of, to my, my understanding, it's a kind of a multi-stage puzzle challenge. Uh, can you all describe that to me, what that was like? Yeah, I don't remember all of the the rounds, but it was kind of like, okay, like everyone's doing this puzzle and then the next several who, who you know, the first people who fix finish this one get to go into the next round, to the next round. And there was something about like people who had certain advantages. I Do you guys remember? It was like, we could like opt in or like, maybe it was, there was some sort of yeah, advantage. It was, like, it was based on the, the money that you raised for the season. So mm -hmm. if you had raised a certain amount of money, then you could get like an advantage in a round of the challenge, essentially. Yeah. Um, the one that's the puzzle that sticks out for me was a, the slide puzzle. Um, and I did use an advantage in it. And so the advantage for the slide puzzle was being able to see the image of what you were making in the slide puzzle. And I know how to do a slide puzzle. So I was like, okay, here we go. And like, I, I mean, I joked in the in the group chats. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not that sad that we lost this footage because, like, it took me forever. I mean, it took a lot of us forever. Like, um, I didn't it even was, finish like, it. Yeah, I, I I was so frustrated because I was like, I literally know how to do a slide puzzle. Like, I can do it, but I had like some, the border, and it, it was like the picture of it, it of what we were trying to do was confusing to me, and the like I had the border wrong, so then it wouldn't work. And I kept trying to be like, fine, I'm gonna like mix it all up and then do it again. I'm gonna mix it all up and do it again. And I would like look at the filmers and just be like, like, just like put me out of my misery. This is like humiliating. Like, this is terrible. And then like over time we were doing so poorly that like they were like giving us hints at specific times. It was like, okay, after this much time, we'll give this hint and that hint. But the hints were like about how to do a slide puzzle. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's not what I need help with. Clearly I'm missing something else. Um, and eventually I, rem I remember that I did get it and I was just like, oh man. But like, I don't remember the, the details of who else got it. And I think there was a puzzle before that one too. The slider was the first one. And then it was down to, I think it was me and Riley. Mm -hmm. And then they started, they set a time limit. They were like, if you don't finish this in five minutes, then I can't remember what the next step would have been. And then Riley got it with like a minute left. And so I was just sitting there looking like the biggest dumb dumb on the planet because I had one piece out of place and I couldn't figure out how to get yeah. it there. Well, it was a brutally hard slide puzzle. Like a couple of like, nightmares itself was challenging. But then part of what made it like really challenging for me was like any slider that I had practiced was like a square based one. But this one was different size on the side versus the top. So that made it harder. And then also usually like the I'm used to the empty square being in one of the corners, but that was not the case with this one. It was like it was in the middle. So it made it very hard to solve because of those. Um, wow. <laughs> I think this is the puzzle they did as the final six challenge the previous season. And it also looked hard when they did. That. Yeah, it was a reused puzzle. I, it was like familiar to me. I, I feel like I was like, okay. And then like, they reminded us about how at the bottom, like the two empty spaces. Um, but yeah, it I don't it would have been extra extra difficult for me without having being able to see what the puzzle looked like as well. Um, but you had to like go go and look on like you know productions phone or whatever and then go back to it. It wasn't like you had it right in front of you. It was like you can go take a break and go look at it and then go back to your your station. Yeah, hearing about this, I because uh, slide puzzles is one of the things that I practiced the most preparing for Surviving Bloomington. 
Like I had an app on my phone, like waiting for the bus. I'd be playing slide puzzles. I was like, I know this isn't last season. It's probably going to be in this season. Like I want to be prepared. So I was a little frustrated when I heard that like I didn't get an opportunity to use that. But I'm also a little bit glad now that I, I didn't have to be humbled by what sounds like an extraordinarily difficult slide puzzle. So I kind of avoided that potential disaster. Who ended up winning this challenge? So it came down to Nina and I um, in the final round, and it ended up being like the literally the, the 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 least puzzle that I would ever want to see. So Nina ended up winning it. What puzzle was it? It's like the tree from Survivor. We have to put all the pieces in, and it's funny because like I remember even on day one of order saying like I am good with most types of puzzles, but if it is that tree puzzle, do not put me in it. So of course that would be the final puzzle to to come up because I as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, this is not good. It was a wooden um, tree puzzle that was a little different than like the ones you can buy on Etsy or whatever. So it was um, a unique um, tree puzzle. And there must have been another puzzle in between because I know that I yeah, it was the square that you had to use like the five pieces to make a oh tangram yeah tangram yeah. I was out on that. Oh yeah, that's right. I was also thought that I got that and it was like a little bit off and I was also frustrated with that because I have also practiced that. Because <laughs> um, Melly, we, we play, play we, we play with that tree puzzle uh, in, I guess, Ponderosa postseason. and I sucked. <laughs> but like, it's, if you've never done like a 3D puzzle like that before, it's just so different. Mm -hmm. um, and I was not expecting there to be a piece in the middle between the branches. That that threw me off for such a long time, too. I felt so silly afterwards. I will say it was really nice that we were able to do challenges while on Redemption. That was a nice mm -hmm. touch. Like, they didn't have to do such things. So I appreciated, you know, getting a chance to, to do some things like that. And also, we got to do that puzzle challenge while they were doing Tug of War. <laughs> you missed out on so much fun. <laughs> I mean, I would have been happy to do tug of war as well. <laughs> like, give me all the challenges. What else are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so this leads to Seth and I joining y'all and Redemption. Um, Seth, talk me through our trip from the game to Redemption. Yeah, I mean, so I feel like I coming into Redemption. I mean, gosh, speaking speaking of that tug of war, I was just in a pretty. I was feeling the feelings there. Um, because of the way that that challenge shook out when it ended up turning into a two teams versus one tug of war. Uh, and I was just really frustrated. Just didn't feel like that was, you know, I think I said it on the episode, like technically a fair strategy, so I can't be too mad. But so I was feeling a little bit down on that, but it was nice to come. I was surprised, Stephen, to see you voted out. Um, I was surprised too. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but it was nice that we got to do on that drive, and and it was nice to be able to kind of. I felt like I mean the game was still on, and we were all vying for that spot back in the game. But it was also a slowdown, and actually got to be with all the friends here and the rest who who were on Redemption, and just sort of actually get some less competitive time in, which was a, which was a, which was a treat. Yeah, you know I my mind was wheeling after i got voted off because I, I, part of me was just like trying to like what how did the vote off even happen for me like at the time i had no idea that black matt was blindsided too that was i just had no clue and so much kind of like melanie i, I went to redemption just kind of like said here's everything i know john has an idol which john which was not the case <laughs> 
I just like just throw all the cards on the table. It's just like, yeah, if I can blow up games, I'm gonna blow up games at this point because I'm out. Um, and so we immediately, pretty immediately, go into a gross food challenge, and this echoes the gross food challenge that we see in the episode the players actually do, and we eat many of the same things. Um, I don't remember how we selected who went first, but Melanie, you and I were the first two up, and right. Um, I mean, I don't remember all the details of it, but I do you remember eat the gummies with me. Um, and it's yeah, which are not that's not gross at all. I'm like my my stance is that like none of the food was gross because it was all vegan, and I was like, oh, all the vegan food is. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, so um, only that, the like, cupcakes we had later. I think it was a snake thing where whoever won got to pick who was going next. Was that what mm. we did? Um, yeah. And I think we just sort of had everybody get involved with that. Um, um, Alex, what, what what rounds did you compete in for the food challenge? I think it was some sort of almond. And I think it was the round before. It was a very, in my mind, it was a very quick swallow item, if that makes sense. And so I think that it was Seth that I was yelling at to just swallow it. And then the next round I got the almonds and I was like, okay, in my head, I'm like, you can do this. You can just swallow all these almonds and it'll be fine. I could not. And so again, I felt like a big idiot. Cause I was like, oh, I was just yelling at Seth <laughs> to swallow these. And he did immediately swallowed all the almonds. And I was like, man, what a champ. <laughs> so Seth, you have, I feel like Ghost that's so hunt. dangerous. I was worried about you swallowing <laughs> almonds. <laughs> yeah, because I was in the uh, the spicy almond uh, portion, and yeah, I mean, because I I can take like ibuprofen with no water and stuff. So I, mean, I just treated it like I was taking a handful of pills. Like I just threw them back and gulp, uh, which yeah could have could have ended poorly, but fortunately uh, got me that round. What did you do in your second round? I think. I'm trying to remember. I don't. There may have been a round between because the next round I remember was the uh, pineapple and jalapeno. Do any of y'all remember? Was there a round in between that I participated in? Wasn't there kimchi? Wasn't that one of them? I think it wasn't kimchi. There was sauerkraut. So I ate sauerkraut, yes. and they were like, "Oh, who likes sour?" I'm like, "I literally make sauerkraut." I'm like, "It's fine. Like, bring it on." So I think whoever was eating against me then was kind of like, "Oh gosh." But the jalapenos and pineapples and olives was the final round, and we couldn't use our hands for that one. Right. So then and that must have me and you, Seth, must have been for that one. Yeah, and wasn't there a really big pickle too? Yeah, I'm trying to remember who was that because, like, it was it Nina who's like, I can wasn't it Marshawn? No, Marshawn ended up eating that. it because so he wanted it. Riley, maybe. Yeah, somebody was, was not having the pickles. I thought it was Nina. Nina was like, I can do anything but a pickle, yeah. and it's just giant pickle. And she's like, Nope, I'm out. And Marshawn, <laughs> like, does anyone describe the scene of Marshawn eating this pickle? The one piece of footage I definitely want from this season. It was yeah. very sensual. <laughs> And he was just like eating it. I'm like, all right, well, everyone's going to watch me eat this. Yeah. Like he got on the table and was just like striking a pose, like paint me one of your French girls and then just downing the pickle. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> um, and, and Jamie, what rounds did you compete in for, for this challenge? Uh, I only had one round. I did the uh, vegan beef jerky against Riley, um, which... I love vegan beef jerky. It's something I eat all the time. But like the issue with that is it's something that you cannot really eat super quickly because it is so dry and like you really need to chew it. So we were very close. Uh, Riley ended up like just 
um, getting it down like a split second before me. But like, I had no issue eating that. It's like, I have a big fear of choking. So like the idea of like trying to swallow that when I have such a dry mouth was really challenging. Yeah, it's definitely more about just like a speed eating competition more than like, okay, do you mm -hmm. like the thing that you're eating? Um, I will just take a, a, a moment to like thank for production for enabling um, this food challenge to be vegan friendly um, because I have participated in other allergies where that was not the case. And so it was really very special for me to be able to participate and to win on this, this uh, challenge. <laughs> so Melanie, as the winner, what did you get? Um, I believe I got two keys or at least I got like some key that I got to keep and then a key to put back into the game. So at that point I gave Kim a key and she was still in the game, um, which was nice. And I was, I, across the, the game, I was sort of rooting for the local people um, and then, and the newbies, but like, which ended up being, you know, a lot of the same. And so like, I had been upset seeing that like the first several people that were um, on redemption were all local people. Um, and I was, that was part of my like, trying to connect with Matt as well was just like, you see that all these local people are the ones that are being like sent out. So um, yeah, I was trying to give Kim a little, you know, a little bonus. And after the grocery challenge, that's kind of it for events for Redemption that night. I mean, I think all of us were kind of predicting like, all right, there's at this point, what, seven of us, like eight of us here, we're like, surely, redemption must be ending surely the merge must be coming uh but it doesn't happen that night we just relax i think when we arrived there was some rice that had been made by, by everyone and so i had a little bit of rice and then uh i put up a tent for the first time in my life with seth and jamie <laughs> that was an experience yeah we packed in it was it was very much a sardine style you know at like I wasn't predicting um, redemption to last the whole second night as well. Um, so when we realized that that was happening, it's like, oh, okay. But you know, I'll say like spending the time out there, like spending the overnight, um, in in a weird way, ended up being like a major highlight um, because you know we had that time all together just to hang out and also and like a lot of us stayed up like late that night. It felt um, just like talking about things and more about life, less about the game, but just it was a good, good way to process different things and to just like really connect with people I felt. So, you know, um, I'm actually really thankful for that. I definitely agree. Um, also like you knowing that only one person is coming back or that you assume so you, you there's less reason to like hide parts of yourself or like your experiences mm -hmm. or even your connections with people so i feel like we were able to be still more open and like at a certain point like um nina had been holding back on part of what she was dealing with like while she was on redemption and then was able to like be like actually like i'm dealing with this whole other thing you guys don't even see it. and we're like oh <laughs> like so it was, yeah, it was definitely um, a highlight for me also, just getting to know, also getting to know the people who were not originally mm -hmm. on, on my tribe. I think there was a catharsis to the experience that I never expected. I mean, cause like, I feel like Survivor fans always have hot, always have strong feelings about redemption. That like, oh, you know, like redemption players should never win the game. They've been voted out, like they're out, they're gone. But like going through a redemption experience and like, and it was such a great way to kind of 
come down off that the the rush and the chaos of the chaos the order and the chaos of the game and to really kind of process what happened but do it in a really good environment because like i've done other games where i've been voted off and like pre-jury and, and everyone's gone and this was such a better experience to kind of round out the game for me i felt I'm definitely a big advocate for if you are voted out early of a game to stay and hang around because otherwise <laughs> you sort of like hold on to like what happened or what you think happened, which you might not even be correct of what happened. <laughs> and so I feel like redemption sort of almost forces you to be like, oh, no, like you're still I mean, it's not forced because you can always just leave. But like it, you're you're purposefully connected to people in a longer way. And I think that that does like that's what we want out of these games anyway. And it's a good time to debrief too. Mm-hmm. Talk about something that you all shared together and maybe talk shit about one another. I don't know if you can talk on this. <laughs> well, uh, Alex, I, I felt so, I felt so awkward about walking around just like, oh look, three people I all voted, oh four people I all voted out. Hi. <laughs> it's all a game. It's okay. We understand. Um, I want and to like, point out there's a lot to just like the human aspect of it because like you know we said this before we started the podcast tonight but we're, we're excited to see each other again because it feels like a reunion but part of that is like it's really cool and awesome to spend time with people who have similar like niche interests to you and like you know it's an experience that like you'll never get again in the exact same way you know if we play other games there'll be some difference there so it's just like really cool to like have the opportunity to just decompress and actually spend time with people that's less competitive one other highlight i'm gonna i'm gonna single you out seth uh your ghost story that night was a definite like peak of the experience for me and i just want to say thank you again for that well well thank you yeah because i had i had um at the uh the previous night when when jamie and i were both still in the game had told a ghost story to the team there um and it was nice though to get to repeat it for you and i'm glad you enjoyed it so much um it was funny i don't even think i maybe even didn't consciously realize it but i was kind of trying to pull like a thousand and one arabian nights like if i tell a ghost story every night i would say but i got another really good one you'll have to wait till tomorrow to hear um but that strategy obviously did not work um but so it was it was nice to get to come and just in a, in a less trying to gamify life way to just share the stories that i grew up hearing from my from my folks so that was nice thanks alex we have a comment from matt is there any tea that you would like to spill <laughs> in, in a nice in a nice fashion on this podcast well, funny you should say that matt no i'm joking not you because i thought that we were still you know vibing but apparently not and that's okay <laughs> but no i obviously can't share the secrets of redemption island what happens on redemption island stays on redemption island have to get voted out the first to join us right <laughs> um is there anything else that happened the end of second night that anyone wants to bring up i would just say it was really interesting eating a couple of bites of rice off of like a small square of cardboard with my hands <laughs> I was amused that in Bloomington we were given rice, but like not plates or utensils or anything to like, like, yeah, like we, and it's not like we have palm fronds around or anything. <laughs> so it was really just like, okay, like what are we doing? <laughs>
<laughs> how are we doing? So that's how we ate out of like a trash bag or like a hat. It, like that was in the game proper. We did that. But uh, yeah, at the same time, I think we did that at Redemption. And like, also, I, I do remember that. So part of the gross food challenge that we didn't do because they made it all vegan was the um, the cupcakes that were like ranch and whatever. Those were not vegan. So we didn't have those on, as part of the redemption challenge. But like, I think that at some point they got brought over and some of you guys tried it anyway for fun. And then we maybe used that box as like, oh, so that was like how we ate the rice was using the top of the box, the donuts. I feel like I ate off a machete at one point. <laughs> I think I think someone was using that as the serving utensil. I just I ate a bite of rice off of that, and but I cannot reiterate those cupcakes were nasty. I oh yeah, and uh, so I remember just being so excited when um, Hannah said she was bringing us cupcakes because she did not mention beforehand that these were going to be gross, disgusting cupcakes. I should have figured because like you know, but I didn't. I was like, okay, I'm actually going to get something to eat. This is going to be good. I'm very hungry, and then. That was not good at all. Those were atrocious. So morning day three is what I like to call the scramble for keys because I feel like it's daylight and there can be keys out there and we all just search far and wide along this very long continuous trail. We're like, where on earth can these keys be? Anyone want to? Anyone want to talk about this? I'll say that. Oh, sorry, Melanie. I'll say that Riley at that point disclosed to me that she had already found one and then showed me where in like a tree crevice it was. So again, I'm thinking obvious find, like it's going to be in a pouch or in a nice pretty bowed box and just like staring you in the face. Like here I am. So I was like, okay, now that I know whereabouts she found hers, then that'll be easy to find the others. No. Um, thing. Does anyone want to share how Nina found her key? Yeah, I, I can. Um, so we were sitting like on a fallen tree. And actually, I'm trying to, I'm realizing now as I'm starting to tell the story, that I may have some gaps in it. So somebody jump in and fill it in. But I think we were like talking about maybe moving it closer to the, to the search, the fire or something. And I was like sitting there and I was like, oh, Nina, here, why don't you come sit down? And I like scooted over, made some space. And then Nina sat and I was like, what, what is this? And it sat on a key that was sitting right next to me that I had just not even seen. So Nina found that one. Uh, those keys are so small and hard to see. I mean, when we look in the episode and there's that little key hidden in the voting booth, I'm just like, I was impressed John found it this week because I'm like, boy, I think no one's going to find the entire season. <laughs> And they're I bronze. Think, so I think sticking the key, out of the tree, invisible. And I think that the key, Nina like sat on it. It wasn't like sitting like flat on the thing. It was like sticking into it. So it was like, oh, I just like sat on something that's poking me. That so she jumps up. <laughs> yeah, it was like dramatic. So she, she wasn't like hiding that she found it. Because it was just like, what There was no hiding that. <laughs> But, but I'm pretty sure Riley did did hide from most of us that she had found that other key because that I don't think I knew that until like you know at the challenge when people are keying in etc. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that until one minute ago when Alex said <laughs> she was good. She was so good at keeping secrets. 
Um, for a long time, I, I felt like the, the part that I enjoyed about the so after Nina found that key and it was public knowledge, then it was like that really like lit a fire under us to be like, okay, so there really are some keys here because there was some doubts, but we're we're like, okay, let's let's take a look. But also there was not clear parameters, and it was like the woods woods. Um, but what I enjoyed and like a sort of a highlight for me was like I remember specifically like looking around with Seth. Like it gives you a, ch a chance to like. Mm -hmm off with people and talk and so like i feel like seth and i like connected over like he's does some like political anti-prison work and like prisoner support work and stuff which i've also done in my past and like so it was like okay like we can still have our social connections and also um that was when i i don't remember exactly when we knew like what the deal was with the keys but maybe they told us initially that we were having this option of mm -hmm. you can use the keys for an advantage in the challenge or to try to be on the jury. And I feel like Seth was sort of like openly considering that avenue of the um, the bribing the jury. And um, so there was still a little bit of like strategy talk that like, mm -hmm. um, you know, wasn't in an episode necessarily, but I think is important for people to know that like we were also still like thinking through game decisions like together and independently. And also I was sort of like filing away the information that Seth was, was saying so that if he was going to bribe people and I was going to bribe people that we wouldn't bribe the same people. I think that was one of my highlights with you, with you Melanie, was all the strategizing with, you know, I was like, oh man, buyer's remorse. Why, why did I vote Melanie out? This is so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely all are our game theory hats on and we're trying to run run permutations. Well, if, we, if somebody does this, then I'll do that. But then they made, yeah, absolutely. So I have a question from Drew and Jamie, you cannot answer this question because of all of us, you get that you actually, we actually will get to see what you do in this case. But what to Seth, Alex and Melanie, were you planning to work with? Who were you planning to work with? Had you come back into the game? Alex. I gotta be honest, man. After I bombed the puzzle challenge, my hopes were not high that I was gonna make it back. I was just kind of in it for the fun of it at that point, um, just to see if I could. And I kind of had, I don't know, just looking at the next step, not really too far into the future. Um, I I had no plans, to be honest. <laughs> Melanie? Um, I think I would have just gone back to the people that I had worked with. Uh, I mean, that I had known at all from in the game. Um, so I would have been trying to work with like Drew and Brady. I knew that I knew um, that Tyler and Danny knew each other um, from that they had played a game together. So I would have wanted to try working with Danny, but also I I would have had to keep my eye on get the fact that both of them were still in the game. Um, and I didn't tell anybody that I knew that. Um, so, I, well, I probably did. I, I'm sure I did on Redemption, but like in the game, I hadn't disclosed any of that information. Um, so, yeah, I would have. And then I would have tried to work with Rachel still like circle back, like definitely. And and like Matt, I would have tried my my strategy, as I said in the episodes, is like try to work with all the people that that you can. So like remain open. And um, I, I also don't like hold grudges of like, like I wouldn't have been mad that like Matt and Rachel like we're not, you know, working with me. Yeah, and, and for me, I think, I mean, it's interesting. It's because, right, the people that voted me out were Drew and Brady and Tyler. 
But I actually think that if I were to get back in the game, those are the folks that I would try to reconnect with and reintegrate into that alliance. I mean, because in so many ways, and obviously, you know, there's always, and Jamie, kudos to you. I think nobody has turned a 0% chance into a non-zero percent and you managed to get as close as you could to convincing one of us to turn on each other i mean we were all like maybe we do maybe this is the moment um but for me it felt like my vote out was a very like sort of impossible situation um where i didn't hold any hard feelings i didn't feel backstabbed necessarily um and so i would definitely try that the other person is daddy matt i don't know if his team <laughs> clocked this but was very very genial with the uh with people at challenges so it always sort of like give us a smile give us a sup nod i mean even in taking like the cast photo he just came and he sort of put his arm around me i think and so just like that the little those little tells of like oh this might be a person who wants to reach across tribal lines so that's a person that i probably would have wanted to try to connect with who had not gotten any chances to play with on a team As for me, I think, I don't know if I've been as good as Melanie is with saying, you know, I'm open to work with anyone from the people who voted me out. I, at this point, I'm still thinking that John and Matt both voted me out. And I think I've been like, all right, out with the order, in with the chaos. Let's go, let's go find some new Alliance members because this that clearly is not working for me. And so Drew probably would have been a person I would have talked to just because there was, we had podcasts with each other once. Uh, so I can see myself following up with maybe Drew, Tyler, and Brady. And trying to work work my way in there as a, as a potential new home as an alliance. Um, I, I think I, I mean, I would probably have been open to work with Rachel. There's I never I wrote her name down. She wrote my name down. She won out, so there's no there's no ill feeling there. Um, and so yeah, so I think I would have been looking for a ship to jump onto had I returned. Join us, chaos <laughs> reigns. Um, yeah, and so. And so who knows, maybe, and I think Drew at the time was, would have been receptive to me coming, coming over to him. So who knows what would have happened? Um, I, I have thoughts about as, as the season continues, I can talk about my thoughts on, I guess, of how I would have done. Uh, but the answer is I didn't make it back in. Um, so that morning after the mad scramble, um, I think all of us, I was surprised to see Kim joining us. Um, I think all of us were kind of like merge, 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 not like, oh shoot, another vote out. And then we're immediately go to the merge challenge. Yeah, I was, I was bummed to see Kim joining us. Um, I really wanted her to be able to move forward and I really respected like, um, her gameplay, but also how she was, um, you know, willing to put herself out there right from the get go in terms of like, I think because that's not necessarily how I I'm more like, let me let other people like, let me hide in the background. And she was like, okay, I'm going to like take this role in that role. So I just thought that was really awesome. Um, so I, yeah, I was rooting for her. <laughs> yeah. It was really surprising to see Kim come back in. Um, but hearing a little bit, I think she sort of kept it close to the chest about what had happened, sort of let a little things out and then seeing the episode back and really seeing everything that happened. And I think Kim, you know, we talk about CBS Survivor so much being like a, you know, um, like a, like a little mini society, you know, like a snapshot of society. Um, and I feel like LRG sometimes are like, Oh, but it's just a game, but LRGs all are also like a piece of society. And I just want to, yeah, Kim. So Kim, I feel like really lived that, um, 
and like building that society that Kim wanted. So it was a shock to see Kim come back. And also because Kim was a person that I was hoping if I had gotten back in, I could work with because we were, we were close. I think one of my biggest regrets is, you know, Kim arrives to Redemption and or the, as we're packing up and getting ready to go to whatever, what we were going to, whatever, whatever we were going to see. And I, and I ask him like, what happens? I, I'm just like, it's such in the game mode at this point. It's like, you know, it's about the Redemption Challenge. We need to have all the information. And I just like, Kim, what happened? And Kim is just like, I, did, I don't want to talk about it. And I was just like, the person's like, oh, you know, something different happened here and I need to back off. Like, it's like, I, what she's experiencing going through is in a very different place than like my head is like game, game, game. And that wasn't the right place for me to be in. Yeah. She was, she was emotional as she arrived and like, we were, I mean, we all wanted the information because yeah, we, we knew we were like going in and like, and also that had been the vibe of redemption is like, let's share all the information and everything. But um, yeah, she, she just needed that processing time, which is reasonable as well. So we get to the redemption challenge. The redemption challenge is we have to hold a water bottle on a platter above our head uh, as long as possible. Now, for all of us who um, were, do donated money, we were given retries based off how much we were able to receive donations. And then for any additional retries, you could play a key. And any keys you didn't spend that challenge, you could then use to bribe people to vote you onto the jury afterwards. Um, so I guess... Starting with Alex, we'll go Alex, Melanie, Seth, Jamie, talk through your decision factor of like, you know, how that challenge was for you. And, you know, do I use my keys or do I try to bribe my way to the jury? Um, for me, I only had, I think, two or three keys. So I figured I didn't have enough to bribe anybody with. Um, and before that challenge, we had spent some time with Kim and there had been a discrepancy with her key situation. So I was fired up. Because Kim had some exorbitant amount of keys. And I'm like, oh, just let me go home. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to be able to come back from that. But come to find out, it was just a, an error. Um, but I didn't know that it was an error until mm -hmm. much later. So apologies, Kim, for coming at you a little aggressively if, if I did do that, which I believe I did. Um, and so... I, like I said, I only had two or three keys and I knew that that wouldn't be enough to get me back into the game with the people that were currently in there. Um, and being the third one voted off, I hadn't had time to establish relationships with many people that were still in the game. Um, so anytime I dropped the water bottle, which was every time I was just like key and I was just throwing keys left and right. Um, until I didn't have any more. So, yeah, that was my thought process behind it all. Melanie? So going into it, I really was thinking I would use the keys to uh, give me an advantage in the challenge, but it would depend on how useful I thought that advantage was. And once we saw that, like, you're basically gassing out your, your one arm, and then, like, mm -hmm. if you get another chance, your arm is already tired out for the next one and the next one. So it was like, okay, like, I didn't think that, you know, maybe, it, I, and I don't remember if we even were allowed to, like, do both arms, like, could you switch arms? Yeah. No? Okay, so, like, yeah, it was basically, once your arm was tired, I didn't think that, like, an extra key was gonna give me much more time. It was, like, 
So that's why I sort of switched to like, okay, I have, I, I guess I had four keys. I used them all to, um, to bribe people because I didn't think that I was going to win the challenge essentially. I mean, although I looked at it, the challenge and I was like, okay, I'm like, I, you know, I'm a pole dancer. Like we use uh, arm strength. Like I was like, I'm decent at this, but at the same time I was like, I also was like looking at Nina next to me and saw how like hardcore and dedicated she was. And I was just like, you know what, <laughs> like, let me just, you know, go with this. And like, without putting like all her business out there, like she was, she had like shared about like some of the physical stuff that she was going through. And like, um, it was like really one of the moments that I will remember out of like allergies in general is just seeing how, when they talk about like digging deep and like how hard she was like, like all of that heart, like it was incredible to, to watch. And I think it was like, not to take away from like Jamie, Dr. Jamie and Seth also, but I was like next to Nina. So I was like, had like front row seats to like how she was giving it everything. And also as the first one out in her first LRG, I was just like, damn girl. Like, um, so anyway, I, I had switched based on like what I saw, but, um, yeah, it was, it was a good challenge. Seth, I think you make one of the most important decisions in that challenge. Can you talk me through your thought process approaching the challenge and how you were able to go so long and what happened to end there? Yeah, so I had a fair number of keys coming in because I had managed to raise a, a good amount. I think I had the maximum uh, number of donation for the for the advantages. Obviously, it was not a donation contestant. Um, kudos to uh, Kim and Mackenzie for that. But I actually, it's interesting, Melanie, that your take was that you thought that the keys would not really provide much of an advantage in challenge. Um, I definitely sort of clocked it as a chance to sort of like let your arm rest even for a moment. And so I really leaned into the keys being, I think you've even seen the episode of me sort of spinning my arm out, just really like giving those muscles a, just a moment. Obviously it's not going to be exactly duplicative. You're going to have diminishing returns. Um, but yeah, I just really focused in. And I mean, for me, I feel like in a lot of ways it was, it was a mental challenge more. I mean, you know, just like, I really just tried to stay focused because the arm strength actually was not even as much what I dropped most on. It was, I would be so just like feeling that and then I would lose my focus. So for me, for it was a really more of a focus challenge for me personally. Um, but then kudos to Dr. Jamie for, for pulling it out. Jamie, talk us through, how do you win an endurance challenge? Um, yeah, I'll say just like even going into the challenge, like like Stephen, you and I actually rode back to the game together, um, or back to the challenge together, and I just remember just like being like pretty somber um, at the time. Like I was not particularly amped up for it. I was pretty somber, just like really sad. Is like, oh my gosh, this is going to be over soon, right? Something that really helped was I want to shout out um, Mia on production, who I had not known beforehand, but like literally like helped get my head in the game was just so supportive so kind and it was like no you need to have your head in the game you need to like think about this um and it really like i think amped me up going into it um i knew that whatever keys that i did have like i was always going to put them toward the challenge because that was more important to me um at that point um but i think what what was really helpful just going into it is like i typically 
you see this in the episodes, I'm kind of an open book about it, but I doubt myself like so much of the time, constantly, always, pretty much everything that I do. But I think something that really helped was for whatever reason, something just clicked in me. Like, I don't think the challenge was inherently something that was up my alley per se, but as soon as Casey described what it was, I remember saying to myself, okay, you are going to win this. There is no way, shape or form about it. You are just going to do it. Um, so I really think it was that mentality, which is not something that I usually get for myself, that just allowed me to key in and focus, uh, key in, there you go. Um, so yeah, I just, you know, whatever it was, I was just going to focus just, if, if this is all that I have to do for the next, you know, 20, 25 minutes, that's what I was going to do. Uh, and yeah. I just want to say, like, you did a great job. It was like in, also inspiring and exciting for you. Like, it was clear how much you fought for it and it meant to you. And that was like very powerful. And like, I loved to see it. I, 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 there's only one thing I could wish in the episode. I wish we had some sort of time counter to understand how long you, Seth, and Nina fought for, because that was just super impressive to watch. I think we were talking about in the chat. Jamie, were we talking that it was upwards of 25 minutes? I was told that it was 25 minutes by um, production at the time. And so without giving much details, uh, Jamie, you end up winning the challenge, which means you've won your way back in the game. Talk to us just what that feeling is, what that feeling was for you. It was simultaneously like a rush of just excitement, joy, just, I was over, over the moon in one sense, because like on the one hand, like I, I talk about this, but I just want to have like a full experience more than anything. I just want to have a full experience playing survivor. My first time I played at least a survivor game before. So I was really happy and really excited. And then at the same time, like I truly was very almost guilty um, in a way. Like I did feel like, um, like right when I won is like, oh my gosh, now this means that all these other people can't have this. So I did feel that, but I did try to like lean against that as much as I can. You know, I'm um, actually had a good conversation with Sparky right afterward, um, which was very helpful for me. I'll say that much. Um, but I was feeling very just grateful and happy for the experience, and especially for Seth. Um, that was just a very kind thing at, at the end of the challenge. We had a nice little exchange, which you can't hear in the episode, but you can kind of see a bit of. So it's all that to say a rush of emotions, many kinds, all of them, all at once. Well, the last order of business, well, I guess I'll say why I chose not to play my keys is because I absolutely suck at endurance challenges. I go down first and second. <laughs> and I use my freebie and I, I go down like a two minutes later. I'm just like, this is not worth my effort because I am not going to do well in this challenge. Um, and so I saved the two keys for the bribing process. Um, M Melanie, you end up being the only person here who does get to bribe players. Can you talk through your decision of who you bribed and why? Um, well, like I said, we had talked on redemption. Like I had talked with mm -hmm. Seth a bit about who he would maybe be bribing. And I had sort of like, thought through about like, oh, I don't want to bribe the same people, but it was really like thrown for a loop because we had no idea who like Kim or Nina, like Kim had not been part of any of those conversations. And then like, I think Nina had used all of her, like she was not planning to um, 
bribe people mm -hmm. either. I hadn't ever had a conversation. So I really like any sort of plans that I had about that were not, it was just like, I, I don't know. Um, I guess multiple people tried to bribe Tyler. So um, I think that didn't go my way. Um, and then I, I did bribe Matt and Rachel successfully. Um, and I guess there was maybe one other person um, forgetting, but my, my strategy was trying to go with someone who I thought would reasonably be like, okay, Melanie wouldn't be bad to have on the jury. And also I wasn't competing with somebody else who was trying to um, bribe them. Um, so uh, I do think that it was a nice um, mechanism and idea to like have someone from redemption get to be on the jury and like bring that, you know, the, the information and the vibes and the perspective from us as we had all collectively shared a lot of information um, to be on the jury, especially because we, we weren't allowed to talk, you know, like as is, you know, standard, like pre-jury can't talk to jury about like what our experiences were. So the fact that someone from the, from essentially pre-jury was able to have that communication about what happened um, before the merge and such was, you know, like that was, that was fun. That's a nice dynamic. It's like everything could be considered. I will say I felt really awful and guilty because I'm sitting next to you in the challenge as Nina, Seth, and Jamie are battling out and you come over and say like, what are your plans? And I've realized I am giving my keys away and I feel awful at that moment because I'm like, I can't strategize you because I am not using my own keys for myself. And so I, I felt I felt really awful in the moment. Well, you don't need to. And also you told me while we were sitting there that mm -hmm. you were planning to give them away to someone. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I would, which I'm like, that's that's nice of you people. I'm like, I, I mean, I'm like, I'm going to keep playing my game. But I mean, <laughs> you don't need to feel any kind you can do whatever you want, you know, <laughs> So Seth and I both give our remaining keys to Nina for Nina the Bribe. And I think you see in the episode, Nina is very shocked and kind of overwhelmed the moment of, you know, you you she played all her keys, she was out, and now she had keys again and has one more shot at something. So and that's that's redemption. That's that that's it for for, for at least four of us here. Um and I guess as we wrap up, I would like to ask you all for two things, you know. What is a highlight moment or memory from your experience in the game? And what's something that you have you that surprised you watching the experience back on the show? And whoever wants to go first can go first. And Jamie, for you, your experience isn't over with, but again, you're welcome to join in for a favorite moment in the pre-merge for you. I can go ahead and go first. Um, I think one of the highlights was getting to spend um, time on Redemption Island because my time on Redemption Island was longer than my time in the game. <laughs> um, um, I really enjoyed getting to know Riley and Nina better and spending some quality time <laughs> with both of them. And then the surprise of each group of people joining us um, was definitely um, I felt like I was on the show. Um, so that was a lot of fun for me. Um, and then what was the second part of the question? What's any, anything surprised or stand out to you watching back these episodes so far? Oh, um, I think the episode that I got voted out on, I think, um, I hadn't connected all the pieces of my demise. Um, and so that was, that was really nice to see 
as kind of a, a closure for me. Um, I was okay with how everything panned out because if given the opportunity, I would have done it to somebody else. So no hard feelings, Daddy Matt. Um, I know you think that you're part of the ones that I was talking shit about and you might be right, but we'll never <laughs> really know. <laughs> so yeah, that was really nice to see. Um, my memory, like one of my favorite memories from the game, which was not in the um, episodes, was just sitting with the chaos um, tribe. Like we won a bunch in the beginning um, and we did some of the, like the bonding stuff where we talked about like our hopes and dreams and, the, you know, what we was important to us. And that's always my favorite part is just like connecting with people. And I'm glad we got to do some of that at Redemption as well. I just sort of have like some like really like warm memories from that, um, that experience on the Chaos Tribe as well. Um, and the surprise that I had was I didn't know about the the lost footage, I didn't know that like, we were gonna have this like beautiful, um, like art episode um, that Casey put together. I mean, in general, I didn't know what to expect. Like Casey's like editing has been so beautiful. The whole, like what he's given us as a gift. I've also played a number of LRGs that were filmed and never made into um, episodes, like multiple times. So it's really like you never know what you're going to get when you do an allergy. So like he's surpassed um, like in every way, like the editing and the gift that he's given us. So Yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, just such a, to, to echo first, just off what you tell me, such a kudos to production. Um, to, to Casey and to Megan and to Ethan who was running camera and everybody else who who uh, was working in like right in Dallas who worked with Megan on casting like just nothing but props for them. Um, this is my first allergy but I understand from talking to many of you seasoned veterans of the allergy community that this one is special so that makes me feel really good that this was our this was my first one to play in hopefully of many. Um, and yeah, I think for me, my favorite part was, I mean, I didn't get to play post-merge, but I feel like I got a very diverse amount of surviving Bloomington experiences, right? I got to win some, I got to lose some, I got to play in team challenges, um, I got to do some scrambling, I got to play in an individual challenge, the Redemption Island challenge, which was nice because up until that point, I had only done team ones. Um, oh, you you did the, the, the balancing The balls. Challenge. That's true. That's true. Good point. I remember that. Yeah, I mean, that was nice. Um, uh, so yeah, I feel like I got a really diverse set of experiences. And then it was also nice uh, because now uh, we can officially, we officially know that this is the end of my in-game journey uh, until we get to that second Redemption Island twist. Um, Seth, and... what was the first thing you did once you were officially out of the game? You picked up a camera. That's right. Yeah. And started helping because out. They became prod like immediately after. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so, yeah, because I had um, last the season before I had been on video crew and I almost, I mean, I almost didn't apply because I had so much fun being on crew, but I was like, I want to try this other experience. And so it was a real treat to get to from the merge forward, just rejoin my, my, my production family as well, um, which was a lot of fun. The thing that surprised me the most is I think, you know, I have a really, I play a lot of like strategy board games. Um, 
like role playing games, things like that. And for me, I think of I think I thought going in, this was going to be very much just like a extended version of that, right? Settlers Graton, but much, much bigger. Um, and I was surprised, I feel like, to find the the balance and the tension between that side of the coin, but the other side being this bigger than the game things, um, like Kim's decision. And I mean, uh, Jamie, when you were talking about when, when you were pleading for your life in the game at our uh, team, I mean, you were saying things like, I really, it's important to me to make it to the merge, please. You know, I really hope you all keep me around. And I'm sure some of that was your very adept strategizing, but we also heard it as truth. Um, and so that was really interesting to me, unexpected, that tension between those. Um, and then also having right such a diverse cast um, in terms of equity and things. So that caught me a little off guard. Um, and I think that it was part of what made this game special because that was sort of a game on top of a game, which I really enjoyed and has really helped me have a lot of things to think about since. Jamie? Um, so I'll say one of my um, favorite things and things that I'm most thankful for comes from at, at the cost of a couple of you, unfortunately, but it was, um, uh, you know, I was trying to enjoy my time on Redemption. You know, there's, there's ups and downs to it, but like when Steven and Seth arrived at the same exact time, I'm like, well, this really sucks for them. But at the same time, my mood just very instantly brightened because I just felt very connected to both of you. Um, and I'm just thankful that we had just some time together. Like, I mean, the three of us shared a tiny tent that night and got to hear a ghost story all over again. It was just like a really cool bonding experience that we just would never have had. So I'm just very thankful for that. And even like the not great weather and all of that, you know, um, so that was definitely probably a, a very key highlight for me. Um, I'd say the thing that surprises me the most just watching it back is like, it's something that I know, but also like I, I doubt a lot of the time, which is um, I, it's just nice to see. It's a gentle reminder that I can be weird and different and feel awkward most of the time. And I do think that that's true but I can also fit in and have like be part of a group and feel very validated and cared about, which I always feel like that's not going to happen and it'll always be different. And yet it's nice seeing that even I can feel those things, but still feel fit in. I feel like I have 17 new best friends for life in a lot of ways. We have, we have a very, very active group chat for this cast that I foresee being active for for the foreseeable future and steve i agree and and also steve and i want to make sure that you give your take on this as well i think there's a lot of good moments um and i think one moment that really stuck out to me was watching the sunset on day two with marshawn alone in the woods like you know i wandered down that really long never-ending trail i don't know who went the farthest but i wandered down a large, large part and 
that was my first time really meeting or ever or ever talking with Sean and we just watched the sunset in silence and that was just like a felt like it's just such a, such a human moment uh between us um and that's why I love these games like Marshawn and I are two people who would never encounter each other most likely in our, in our, in our daily lives and here we are and like and that was just such a really poignant moment for me um and then I guess watching it back I was a mess in the game. I was sick. My shoes were falling apart. I have a bloody nose at one point. There's blood on my shirt. You don't get the full sense of this show. And I'm like, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm grateful that Casey did not portray my slow um, dissolution of the course of the game. And like another highlight was Seth and his uh, fanny pack of wonders having chapstick. Boy, that was a great moment. Cause I'm just watching the show back. I'm like I lip my, I lip my licks a lot. I lick my lips a lot. Oh yeah, I was really chapped the entire time. And Seth, you saved my life with <laughs> redemption. Um, you know, any last words before I close this out here? Thank you, Jamie, Seth, Alex, Melly. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you, Drew, and everyone else uh, from the cast who are in the comments. I really appreciate you coming here to kind of talk through what the redemption experience was like and. Um, there's a chance Casey may have may have an opportunity to put some of that footage up, but it's I think it's important for us to share the story and say, you know, what was going on that it's a sub game, but it's still part of the game. So I really appreciate all of your time and just sharing these stories. Um, thank you everyone again for tuning in and listening. Um, this is the end of four of our journeys, but for Dr. Jamie, uh, their journey is still coming going, is still going. Uh, so if you tune in Saturday tomorrow to catch the next episode, we'll see what happens in the in the in this merge um so thank you all for your time thank you all for listening and have a great rest of your evening thanks steven thanks steven